This is the FM Gold Channel of All India Radio. In the program News Analysis, now we bring you a discussion on suspension of trade on line of control. The participants are Ashok Sajjanhar, former diplomat, and Sudhi Ranjan Sen, journalist. The cross LOC trade across Chakandabad and Salamabad, a confidence building measure, so to say, to allow trade, local items to be traded across the line of control was suspended yesterday by the Ministry of Home Affairs. And the reason for that are quite serious. The ministry said that they suspected arms, drugs and hawala money to be, you know, trickling in through this, these two trading points with Pakistan. Ambassador Ashok Sajjanhar, what does it mean? I think it means it sends out different messages. First of all, the reason that has been advanced by the Ministry of Home Affairs, that basically it is to curtail the inflow of fake currency, it is to curtail the inflow of drugs, uh, narcotics, which uh, NIA had suspected and had got credible evidence that these were coming, and also weapons that were being brought into the valley from across the border. And uh, NIA seems to be having credible evidence again to suggest that there are trading companies in Pakistan which were involved and engaged with terror and they were sending out all these products, goods to Kashmir to incite terror activities and to bring about terror operations there. Also, it has been said that some of the people who have been brainwashed in Kashmir and they have been taken to the other side. They have also set up such trading companies and they were sending weapons and drugs to their counterparts in Kashmir to create problems. The third issue that has also been brought out by the Ministry of Home Affairs is that uh, rather than serving the purpose for which it had earlier been established in 2008, that it would promote exchange of local products and local goods, in fact, it was third country products from Pakistan that were coming into across the LOC that were coming into Kashmir. So for all these reasons, the government decided that until the time they are able to put in place more stringent machinery, more stringent mechanism to do surveillance on whatever are the products that are coming from the other side, till that time LOC trade will be suspended. For the benefit of our listeners, just going back, the cross-LOC trade or barter trade, let's make it more specific, to trade in some, you know, the locally made items, first agreed in 2004, implemented in 2008. One of the more critical, major confidence-building measures with Pakistan that we had seen in the last decade. We all know that the relationship with Pakistan has slipped in the last few years and slipped considerably. I mean, is this also a very strong message to Pakistan, therefore, and to the world at large, saying that everything is not good with us, and therefore, first you handle terror, stop the terrorists from getting into our country, crossing the border, then only we can talk about trade and other stuff. Basically, what we have heard the government saying earlier, that talks and terror cannot go on, but talks about terrorists, about terror must happen with Pakistan first. It's a very strong message. If we were to look at the way the whole thing has evolved and developed, as you said very correctly yourself, during Mr. Vajpayee's Prime Ministership, the decision in principle was taken and we should remember that this came after the meeting between Prime Minister Vajpayee and Musharraf when in January 2004, Musharraf had given in writing that the territory of Pakistan will not be used or territory under the control of Pakistan will not be used 
to carry out terrorist acts against India. So that was something in terms of a commitment that had come from Pakistan and this was a confidence building measure. The agreement in principle was made at that time but ultimately got implemented in 2008 and again we should be mindful of that timing that Prime Minister Dr. Manmohan Singh at that time had said that we will make these physical borders ineffective so to say that you know there will be free flow of goods and people across. So while politically these borders between India and Pakistan will continue to stay, but in actual terms, in substantive terms, they will cease to have any significant impact or any significant meaning. So it was under those circumstances, we need to remember, 2004 to 2008, those were the time when back-channel talks were going on between India and Pakistan and there was at that time a big possibility that the four-point formula that had been agreed or was close to being agreed to between the two sides that might go forward. But then when Musharraf was removed from his position, then of course even the Pakistan government has not thought it fit to revive that particular proposal. So the circumstances and the situation that prevailed between 2004 to 2008, 26-11 of course happened in uh, November of that year and that really brought the relationship again to nadir of sorts, to a bottom of sorts. But then after that there were attempts to revive talks, revive discussions, particularly we see on 26 May 2014 when the new government comes to power. Prime Minister Modi invited, along with other leaders of South Asian countries, he also invited Nawaz Sharif. They also met, if you would recall, in Ufa in July 2015, when it was decided, as you said correctly, that we should have talks on terror. But Nawaz Sharif was not able to take it forward. And the real downslide in bilateral talks after 26-11 really happened on the 1st January of 2016, when we had the Pathan court and after that on the 18th of September Uri and before that we had on 8th of July Burhan Wani and after that the cross the ceasefire violation and cross border instances of terrorism they increased very significantly so after that it has been a downward slide then we had very recently Pulwama on the 14th of February after which the government withdrew the most favored nation status from Pakistan I think if I were to say that MFN was a more of a signal, a strong message that India will not continuation of such terror attacks coming from Pakistan, I think this is even more muscular response because this is, uh, in my view, going to have some impact on the ground by stopping at least some of the drug money, the fake currency and the weapons that are coming into Kashmir that are feeding the terrorist operations there. So, when India withdrew the MFN status away from Pakistan after the Pulwama attack, as a seasoned diplomat, was this also in the cards according to you? Could you see this coming as Pakistan not taking action and therefore this will be the next possible step that we're going to stop the cross-border, cross-LOC barter trade? I don't think this was, let us say, so much on the cards. MFN was definitely on the cards because you would remember that after Pathankot and Uri, there was a huge upsurge within the country and a demand by the common people. Two things, number one, that, you know, withdraw the MFN. After all, because Pakistan is not extending 
MFN treatment to products, to goods and services from India going into the Pakistan market. India started, applied the MFN to Pakistan in 1996. But Pakistan has not done it so far. Even when there were discussions when Nawaz Sharif came to power and he said we in effect, in substance, we will be able to extend the same benefit and the same treatment to Indian goods. But we cannot call it by the same name because, you know, it will not sell in our country. Then he had proposed that we term it as NDMA, Non-Discriminatory Market Access. But even that he was not able to stick to his commitment, stick to his words. So MFN was definitely on the cards. The other demand that people, after all, India is a democracy. And I think the government is bound. Of course, it takes its decisions looking at the short, medium and long term impact of whatever it is doing. But it has to be guided to some extent by what the people are saying. And because it is responsive to the sentiments and to the demands of the people. So after both Pathan Court and Uri, it was clear that something of this nature should be done. After Uri, we had the surgical strike on the 28th of September. So, you know, that to an extent was a response to URI. But the two demands were, number one was MFN, the other was in the water treaty. So, on that also, I think the government has been doing something, has been implementing some decisions on that score. I think why not much focus from the people came on this is, because I think very little is known about this barter trade. You don't find any mention, you don't find any reference to this in common literature, in the mm. media. And so I think... It's not on the top of the narrative, so to say. It is not on top of the narrative, I think, in terms of the information mm. also. It is lacking as to what is happening. I think it's on the back burner that some trade is taking place, but the specifics as to how many trucks are going every day, how much of trade is being carried, what are the items that are being traded... I think all that is, not much of it is available or people have really not been interested in finding very many details about it. So that is why if people had known about it, I think, then there definitely would have been some sort of a demand that the government needs to take a closer look at it and see whether that could also be used both as a message in terms of sending out a political message as also in terms of curbing any illegal trade that is taking place. What the ministry and the government is saying is that one of the presidents of the LOC Traders Association, he was arrested recently and he was found to be funneling money to terrorists. And this has been examined or being investigated by the NIA. Interestingly, the government is also saying over the last couple of years, 57 lakhs, 20 lakhs, 15 lakhs and 7.5 lakhs of fake currency have been detected and the apprehension or the investigation of the probe is pointing to the use of this route and also the fact that things like California almonds are being sent from Pakistan. We send in bananas. Neither California almonds nor bananas are made either in these areas from where the trade is supposed to be. How do you react to that? No, absolutely. I think as far as bananas are concerned, of course, India is the largest producer in the world of bananas. And of course, India is the largest consumer. That is why we don't get to export mm -hmm. many significant quantities mm -hmm. of bananas. 
but still that having been said if bananas are going across the loc these are indian products that mm. are going across mm. when you have californian almonds coming then of course it is completely vitiating the purpose the sense and the spirit of this particular agreement because you know as you said it is not made in pakistan and you know it has to be imported from there the other aspect that has been mentioned also by the government is that since the time the mfn was withdrawn and stringent penal duties were imposed on imports of products from pakistan so this was another conduit that was found by the traders in pakistan to be able to funnel products that they were otherwise would have to pay very high customs duties and here they would be able to bring these goods into india into the indian market at 0% duty so that means as a result of this possibility being available indian government was losing out on revenue which otherwise it would have got if the trade had come to you know the proper the, channels through proper channels and you are very right you know it is basically fruits vegetables dry fruits drugs carpets handicrafts etc you know which are supposed to be traveling this is the same way that whether it is the what we call the heart system on the border with myanmar or the heart with bangladesh that you really trade local produce you do it in local For currency the local economy so to absolutely say. local currency and these are also perishable items most of them fruits vegetables etc and if you were to send them let us say through normal official export channels or trade routes then many of them would not be able to get find their way to the other side because they have very short, short, price, short shelf, life. shelf life what has been happening is under invoicing and over invoicing leading to a huge surplus that is was generated which then got funneled back into terrorism that is the understanding that is what the nia is claiming last question ambassador what next from india what next from pakistan the government has said that we are looking at stricter regulatory and enforcement mechanisms so we will have to wait for that but i think some of the statements that are coming out from the valley in my view they are a little unfortunate because this has leader of one of the parties has said that despite the peace overtures of pakistan this is the sort of action that we are taking i think that is uncalled for and also the government what it has done in terms of the information available to it is in the right direction we will of course have to see as to how it is implemented and what the results of this are thank you very much for joining us ambassador thank you you were listening to a discussion on suspension of trade on line of control the participants were ashok sajjanhar former diplomat and sudhiranjan sain journalist this program was produced and presented by the news services division of all india radio this program is also available on our website newsonair.nic.in you may email your opinion about this program at airnsdtalks@gmail.com